M S W Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. land welcome back to teacher quit talk how exciting where no one here is teaching nary a soul this is a rare episode where we didn't accidentally call a teacher to actively come on this podcast (laughs) and by we i mean redacted (laughs) certain people may keep accidentally inviting current teachers on here but they're always so fun i know i always have a reason for doing it i trust you blindly 10 times i trust you blindly the amount of times that i have opened our recording link and been like oh my god i follow that person because i didn't even look and prepare what we were doing. (laughs) Sounds so familiar. And on today's episode, we have another person I follow. We will allow our guests to introduce themselves. Hi, I am Jessica. I left teaching last March. Mazel tov. Congratulations. Thank you. I love a (laughs) mid-year leave. But you were like close to the end and you left. Some shit went down. It went down. I mean, I had a death in my family that like rocked (gasps) me. I'm sorry. And I, oh no, it's okay. And I needed space. And of course you can't get that teaching. And so my plan was to take like a leave of absence and get it together and uh, go back. And then I left and was like, wait a minute. You're like, wait, this is way better. (laughs) Hold on a minute. I don't have to go back. Oh, yeah, it was messy. It was ugly. It was very, I I would call it traumatizing. But by like the end of June, I had another job and I don't know, everything kind of fell into place. And you were teaching for... It was my 17th year, yeah. And I had worked 16 of those in the same district. Oh, yeah. You were very familiar with them. Yes. Were you at the same school (laughs) that whole time? Uh, It's hard to say school because our building changed. There's been so much Mm -hmm. change. So when I was hired in my district, there were two high schools. Then they merged. So then I went to the new high school. But our ninth graders didn't fit in that building. So I was at the new high school teaching 10 through 12. Then they were like, actually, we need you in ninth. So then I went down to a junior high, I had never been in a seven, eight, nine building and never want to again. Yeah, and, I don't. Uh, That's what I went to. Yeah. I was one of those little goblins. Those usually don't have great reviews, the seven, eight, nine buildings. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> I did that for a few years. Then ninth got pulled back up. So then I went back up and they built a brand new school. Last year was our second year in the brand new building. And I was like, deuces. You're like, I actually hate what you've done with the place. Um, <laughs> you thought that the paint colors were going to make it up to me right. and it's not working the way we thought it was going to. So I'm going to department yeah this was great it's been real good for you (laughs) yeah i do want to ask because people always say once you're teaching for so long you're not going to be able to leave like you're going to need to 
stay because your pension, because of your salary schedule? Was that a thought that you were like, oh my God, I can't leave? Yeah, I now look back at feeling very trapped because of all of that. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I still haven't figured that all out. You know, everyone's like, call the state. I'm like, what does that mean? They always say call the fucking state for everything. I am currently (laughs) trying to get my retirement money away from the state. And every time I call them, they tell me I have to sign a form and then mail it to them. But they don't have the form. A private company has the form. Of course. So I would recommend not even opening that can of worms. I mean, I figure it's probably not going anywhere, question mark. So it's illegal for them to take it, I think, probably. And the government would never do anything illegal. No, never. <laughs> not even one time. No, but it'll be fine, Jess. The, it'll be fine. The State Department of Education just gets everything right. So I'm not worried at all. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> have full trust in the government. That's this podcast slogan. In the government, we have full trust. Yep. So you taught in between 9th, 10th, 11th, that kind of area. What subject did you teach? or did you move around? English. English. Ooh, I was very bad at doing that. We appreciate your work and your service. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of grading. It's a lot of essays. It's very labor intensive. To read the same essay that's not great many times, I feel like would wear on you. I mean, probably why I'm so nuts. You just slip slowly into madness. (laughs) I mean, I cannot tell you how much I identify with Edgar Allan Poe, like on a personal level. I get it. You know, I do. Like, I feel like people look at him like he was insane, but I bet at one point he was happy. I would even say he was probably at some point joyous and then then he taught ninth grade english (laughs) i like to picture a happy edgar Allan poe that just morphed into the one we know and that's me (laughs) (laughs) the next time we see you you have like a little hat and a raven on your shoulder a mustache (laughs) actually at my new job i do work very closely with a crow so it is happening already (laughs) (laughs) step one is completed with a crow yeah i work at the zoo so Oh. oh fun yeah is it a raven or a crow it's a crow his name is jane I love him. Oh my him. god, does he do tricks? No, but I mean, I go into his house with him and we hang out. Like, oh my god. Like a true villain origin story. You know, my mom has a friend crow that visits her yard. Oh, I believe it. And he brings her presents, of course. Yes, obviously. Of course. He brought her a fish carcass a couple times. Oh. And she nice. didn't like that. But one day, he brought her like a slice of pie. Oh. And I was like, are you a woodland, like, what is this magical crow? No, they're so smart. <laughs> yeah. They are very, very, very intelligent mm-hmm. and um freaking hilarious i mean a pie is a nice gesture i know my husband doesn't even bring me pie right your mom has a crow i know well she actually had to sign a new lease at a new place and she cried because she had to leave the crow behind and i was like he will find you we could trap it no <laughs> <laughs> the backyard has rats now so that's a whole different nobody cares why am i telling you i anyway, care no, I, i'm interested because i think the crow would help out with the rat i know no, this feels like it could be a really nicely functioning ecosystem my mom was like don't you have rats and i was like what are you talking about she's like you know from the fruit trees in your backyard i'm like you wish no, mom but she lives next to a high school so i do think oh that's why she has rats oh my god it always comes back to school it does. i taught with rats so i get it a lot of rat coming up in episode recently our last guest also had rats in their classroom. I just edited that segment. It was so sad. I'll give you a little fun story. So in our, um, what do they call it now? Consumer sciences class. They preheated the oven and 
smelled something and here they cooked a rat in the oven that was the last time i ever ate anything from, i am yeah unwell. no there was a lot of mice rats and uh you know roaches and things what a message it sends to our youth it's a metaphor debatably what that class was teaching them is survival skills because you never know when the apocalypse is going to come and that's your best food source right you're gonna have to now they know that that's a possibility my mom was telling me that in the was it the military i don't know some like high-ranking thing in the military they were gonna go in the jungle i don't fucking know and they hired this professional chef to like make bugs for them and made them eat them because they were like if you've eaten a bug before then when you're in the wild you'll be like i can do this and it won't stress you out as much so that's just what the high school was doing and they say school doesn't teach you anything that you can apply in life life skills mitochondria is the powerhouse of the the cell and uh you can eat a rat if you need to so back to you jess what happened that made you leave like while you were on leave were you just literally like oh this is better and i'm gonna go no it was count i was in counseling i really truly thought she was gonna coach me back into it and she made it very apparent that it was a unhealthy toxic i mean i really owe it all to her i I was shocked it had never dawned on me that it was as bad as i thought it was i think i thought i was gonna hear i had to get my head right and get back in there you can do this well that's what they tell us all the time yeah they're like if you're taking two bubble baths a week and taking a nice brisk walk after work that is enough self-care for us to abuse you so did you fucking miss one this week like what's the problem i have a z last name and they always fucking forget me so even the like lukewarm bottle of water with like the label that says like we're all in this together i wouldn't get it i didn't even want it but i didn't get it no that's so valid i'd be mad too like i don't want it but fuck you or like somehow my mailbox was always smaller because like from w on they were smaller it's like the half mailbox is like the dates at the end of the month that gets split into two i just so frequently didn't get things because they were like it didn't fit fuck them oh my god (laughs) so here's the best part of course in typical school fashion if i miss something important in my mailbox but they had put it in the wrong mailbox it was still on me you know like everyone knows you're supposed to check the two before yours and after yours in case someone put it in the wrong spot or check the trash can in case it didn't fit maybe they just threw it in the trash it's no wonder when you went to counseling you were like this person's gonna tell me to pull myself up by my bootstraps and get back in the game because <laughs> like, that's what i really did but that's what they do to us i spent the months like trying to wrap my head around not going back mm-hmm. which hadn't occurred to me on my own while i was in there and then it became something else so this is a part that's really hard to share only because it's so it became such a complicated mess and you don't have to if you don't want to and feel free to spark notes it <laughs> <laughs> i never would spark notes anything oh, yeah. in my life Shit, never sorry that's forgot this is a sensitive topic for your community. Yes, please. Respect her as an English teacher, Redacted. Thank you. Respect the English teacher culture. Meanwhile, I would just take students aside and go, for the love of God, just read the spark notes. (laughs) Constantly. I actually got in a screaming match with my 11th grade teacher because we were reading Shakespeare and I was using the No Fear Shakespeare because I'm very not good at reading. He held up my book and he threw it across the room. This man was one for the dramatics. Hope you're listening to this men are allowed to do that by the way they can throw stuff around the room exactly when they do it it's to make a point when we do it she needs desperate help we're fucking nuts i have so many teachers who did that he threw it and he was like you shouldn't be reading this dilutes the blah 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 the meaning the this and i literally stood up in the classroom i said if you as my teacher are going to tell me not to use something that helps me understand it what does that say about you and then i got sent to the office i am so (laughs) proud of you and unfortunately for all of us you have stumbled upon one of my special interests 
So buckle the fuck up. So here's the thing about Shakespeare. So my brother is actually in a high school English class right now where they said all you can use is our version of the text, nothing else. You cannot listen to anything. You cannot use spark notes. You cannot use a video, nothing. And I flipped the fuck out because Shakespeare originally was for poor people and it was called going to hear a play. It was not going to see a play. You were there to hear a play. So if you're going to understand Shakespeare, you're going to be watching it and listening to it because there is so much of the text that you can only understand. Redacted, are you listening to me? I am. And I went to the Shakespeare place where they gave me this spiel. Fuck him. People get so pretentious with it. Oh, I hate it. But like it wasn't a pretentious thing. Mm -hmm. It makes me so mad. Redacted and I were talking before you hopped on, like working for people who don't understand, I mean, really anything like life or marriage or children. Children. And the way that Redacted, you teach history, Mm -hmm. I don't think really resonates with people that traditionally taught history. Like memorize these dates and these battles. I was a terrible fucking history teacher for the first two weeks of school. I just taught the way I was taught, yeah, yeah. which was someone talking at me. And like, granted, I had much more of a gravitas in a sense of humor than the average bear to it. Of course you do. Are you kidding? But those kids were still just hearing a person talk at them for a pretty extended amount of time. And then I watched someone else do a model lesson and it just like clicked for me. And then I was like, oh, hands on. And then I was like, good after that. Which hands on history sounds like it shouldn't even exist in the same sentence because of how foreign that concept is to my brain. Mine too. I didn't have a decent history teacher in Uh, ever. The way I just want to gather everyone on earth into a conference room and do coloring book timelines with all of you coloring book Ooh. timelines please explain what that is i'm so so like we'd have like a timeline of world war ii uh-huh. and then it would have like a little box for each important event and you'd write like the event and then you'd like draw or color in depending on how much effort Miss redacted wanted to put into it something it meant to you that stood out to you and then you write a little description and then at the end you have a timeline of the whole war with all your little pictures so you can like see what's happening every time you talk about teaching i want to burst into tears because you're so good at it it makes me sick <laughs> so the our love lovely tangent of spark notes to world war ii timelines what was the complicated mess of you being like oh it's not a leave it's a leaving (laughs) it's more like i don't talk about it because it's so shocking my husband's always like i can't believe these people exist that i worked for and they were newer to my district so when i requested my leave of absence i kid you not they were like well we think we have grounds to fire you oh and i'm like i don't understand so no on the fmla i don't know what's happening you're like it's a really interesting timing of you to bring that up for the first time right now they tried to deny my fmla too. Yeah. And I was like, pardon? It was very dumb on their part. Because of the way they went about it, I ended up just taking like regular sick time. And in my district, they still allowed donation. And so all my friends were like... Here you go. So I ended up getting paid, you know what I mean? Like a full amount, the way our contract works, you know, you're paid over the 12 months for the work you do. So then when I started my new job, I was getting two paychecks. Nice. So it ended in a resignation, but the in-between of all that shit was a freaking mess because I was leaving because I was not well, but then they're simultaneously trying to call me into meetings about what I don't know. I kid you not, I was called into one about the depth of my tan in a picture. They were insistent that I left a day earlier for vacation. <laughs> what the fuck? 
fucking know. Honest to God, there was so much stuff that was thrown at me and I, it was like a very low point for me because I felt so out of control of what was happening, but I'm still almost like piecing together all the other shit that went down. That's very real. I had a very traumatic and chaotic quitting experience and I've only like told the entire story like start to finish probably two or three times ever and every time I tell it, I'm like, did that happen first or did that right. happen first? What did this person do? Yeah. Because in the moment, I feel like the best way to describe the way it feels is it kind of feels like you're like a little rag doll on a playground yes. being thrown around by multiple children. So you just like don't even really know what's going on because you're just being ripped around and you're like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, because yeah. everyone's mad at you and screaming at you and like yeah. they're doing illegal things and then they're trying to say that you did something illegal because they're doing something illegal. Yes, the gaslighting. And you're like, wait, I didn't do crime. Like, how'd that come out? I didn't do crime. I didn't. Y'all are the ones doing crime. I just talked about it. No, it's all gaslighting. It's all like, what if she comes after us? Let's go after her for stuff that we did, but we'll just say she did it. They're like, that one time that we tried to do a testing thing illegally, you didn't tell us to stop and you were there. And yes. I'm like, how the fuck is that my fault? Oh God, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. It makes me ill to think about people sitting in a classroom being like, okay, we need to fire this person. What do you got? Because there's no way that that didn't occur. I know that that happened at my first school. They fired one of my friends. Um, She's going to listen. Hi. And the reason they gave was like she had a master's degree and too much experience. So they had to, for quote unquote budgetary purposes, collapse a bunch of classes and kick her out of the school in the middle of the year. Like Only in education do they take a budget crisis and they're like, I think the most logical thing is to fire our most qualified staff members. I think that 100%. is the best course of action. And that's something I've actually heard in this in Southern California a few times of like, if you're going to get your master's, you should probably do it when you're well established within a school and you have tenure because it's going to be difficult for you to get hired as a first year teacher with a master's. They want to hire first year teachers that are cheaper. And that just to me is bonkers. I, I don't understand Yes, it. the whole system is bonkers. I'm so sorry that it happened to you. That should not have taken place, especially while you were like mourning and on bereavement. Like that's crazy. Well, thanks for caring. That makes two whole people. It's only a fucking monster wouldn't care. <laughs> you were talking about this on TikTok the other day of like kind of how you saw the classroom change in regards to like joy and joy in the classroom because you were there for 17 years. So I'm curious like what trends you noticed or changes you noticed. Did things get better, worse, different? I can pinpoint where everything started to change and then it just continued to spiral. I'm married to a non-teacher and he always, I mean, for God's sake, someone has to reel me in. He very much keeps me balanced. And so he was the one that really pointed out this. When the Great Recession happened, what I saw in my school district or around my state was people were, you know, suffering and they were losing their homes and they were, they weren't able to afford their cars and, and whatnot. And as my husband puts it, I think that the general consensus was people felt they were losing things, but that teachers weren't. Interesting. Well, they lost their jobs, but like you still have your job mm -hmm. and you know this story. They go, I pay for your job, yeah. you know? And I think this hatred started brewing. So that's like 2008. So I started in 06 and I had two really great years. <laughs> <laughs> 
more than some people get. Exactly. I mean, I would tell every single teacher that we hired after 2008, like, I don't know how you're making it through a year because at least I had two good years. You're like, I'll always hold on to that. Those were some great years. In those years, there was such a perfect combination of things. There were these teachers who had retired, but when they were still there, they taught in the 70s and they were just so freaking happy to have us and they mentored us and they freaking had our back. Like I never ever for one day felt alone in my job in those two years. And I had a boss bitch. Her name is Monica. I fucking love that woman because we had a mentor teacher program and she was my mentor teacher. And I would just say like, I don't understand what's happening. She's like, I'm on it, you know, and (laughs) that is a whole different job that way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can do anything. I've got a person who knows. And she also called me out on shit. You know, she's like, you misspelled this on your worksheet and you look like a fucking idiot, you know? And I'm like, so valid. I'm sorry. Period. 100%. <laughs> so then you had that framework and then you had principles that also like retired a couple years later that were very old school. But like the principal I worked for in my first two years knew the name of every single student in our building. And that was because when they came in as ninth graders, he took the time to do it. And that sounds my mind blowing now because I don't even think the principal I worked for last knew the name of the staff. Actually, I know he did it. There was, I worked for a principal, one before him, who we had a staff member. And there's a whole racial thing here, too, because we were mostly a white staff. And this particular teacher was black. And he would always say to her in the hall, thank you so much for being here today. And she said to me, does he say that to you? And I said, no. <laughs> he thought she was a sub. <gasps> and she was a full-time teacher. And like for years, he would- Every like, day? Oh my God. Thank you for being here today. Like every day. She works here every day. Oh (laughs) my God. That's horrible. I know. I, I go back to those first years, like, and this guy, he was like, a, exactly what you would envision if you drew a principal. <laughs> I'm talking about the one I, when I started. He was like this little, like, wrecking ball of a man. Always sweaty. Principals are sweaty a lot. Just, like, literally sleeves rolled up, like, in it, you know? And I just miss that so much because what was hired after that was so different. So then your day-to-day is so different then. Like, this is a foreign concept now, but you would schedule time in to do fun things. And it was okay if like there weren't learning targets for it. At one point in my career, I took my students to go see the Great Gatsby movie, which by the way, field trips are fucking nightmares. I'm terrified. I will never go on one. This is awful, but COVID canceled the field trip I was supposed to take as a teacher for the first time that I was in charge of and Loki was relieved. It wasn't supposed to happen. Me and those children didn't need to be at Hamilton. That's God. sad I missed Hamilton, but I was really stressed about being the point person for being in charge of 211th graders at Hamilton. I love it. They had to bring lunches. I couldn't handle it. Well, honestly, the one time that I had that field trip from hell that I talked about at the Patreon hangout, that really, that stung. So I did a field trip to the theater that I used to work at and it totally was not what I thought it was when we went and we took 120 kindergartners and their parents and it was like inappropriate. It was 
was supposed to be like 45 minutes. It was like an hour and a half. It was horrible. And after that, I was like, I'm going to take a backseat. I'm good. I don't want to do yes. this. No, I'm not a, <laughs> not a fan. But you, you took them to the Great Gatsby. That's I'm, so cute. I'm sure they had a phenomenal time. I bet they loved it. So that's the thing. But all that's gone now. My students constantly were outside reading. I'm an outdoors person. I don't need a reason. Like, I just want you guys to do it somewhere else. Just mix it up. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. How about the shade dwellers, though, when you take the kids outside and they're like glued to the wall like they've never seen sun and I'm like you guys it's okay you can and they're like no and the hoodies they're like oh my god they will never take the hoodies off and I'm like it's 90 degrees y'all and they're like we're fine yeah they're pouring sweat no I'm they insist it's no big deal one time I just like took them for a walk you know like I was like let's just let's go for a walk because some of you are really clinging to the walls you know so we went but those days are gone I couldn't I'm not allowed to take my students outside why the most recent principal said that it was <laughs> sorry considered a field trip to be out of doors just to walk out the door yeah what the gaslighting you know because it was like no, no no that's fine no you can do it but i need you to write up it is such gaslighting no no you know it's fine you can do it it's just gonna be you know such a pain in the ass and the way i would literally send in the field trip form with like an american pediatric society article about the benefits of sunlight for children i'd be like that's the purpose i love you see this is i'm glad you said that though because i think at some point that was me maybe that's still in me i don't know but like it went dormant like for sure i just died (laughs) at what point did that happen that like a year five a year ten like when does that light just finally extinguish out like a yankee candle you put a lid on those are pers- like i do have an active restraining order against a student that was a big mm, that would do it a big thing oh. for me um that would tank morale pretty rapidly i would feel i'm sure people were like oh it's not the big of a deal like some people were like wow you would really ruin their future like that like i'm sure people blamed you for it oh 100 percent sickening yeah. also they were very mad at me like the school was very mad at me um, for, for being doing. harassed. Mm-hmm. They're like, how dare you be harassed in our school? You better think before you do that shit again. It's like when people die in Disneyland and they drag their body outside to declare them dead so that doesn't happen on Disneyland grounds. It's like that vibe. No, that's not common knowledge. I'm sorry. They do what now at Disneyland? What? Oh. Is this why they were so mad when Ron DeSantis was like, you can't have your own police anymore? Well, yeah. Who's going to drag the, the corpses outside to declare them dead outside of the property? Mickey. This is not real. No, dead ass. I know Disney has a problem with people trying to spread ashes there. I know that that's like a very real issue that they face. Mm. Okay, so Snopes says this legend is a tricky subject to tackle because it's based upon the fine and often confusing distinction between actual death and declared death. So you can die there, but then they will not declare you dead there. Well, of course you can die there. God just picks you up and throws you in the parking lot. Not in the mouse house. Snopes has basically said, we can't prove that Disney attempts to get you off the property if you're dead or near death. Snopes said, there's one way to find out. Well, anyways, that's some extreme gaslighting that you endured in a traumatic already situation. Yes, yes. And how do you trust people like that to take care of you at work? You can't move forward from that shit. You can't go back. Yeah, so that was one of the places that the light definitely Mm -hmm. extinguished. I don't know. I'm sure there were more, but that one sticks out. That would do it. That was my Disney death. I'm curious about you mentioned like the administrators change just in not like the literal person, but in like their working style. 
while. Did you notice an increased amount of gaslighting? Like, does it appear that the district took a harder stance on that? Well, first of all, they all knew each other. Perfect. That's a bad sign. They're in cahoots. They were church friends. Mm. The worst kind of friends. For public school? Yeah. 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 They're all going to affirm each other. They're going to be like, yes, yes, this is a good, yes, do that. You are acting with the Lord by embezzling 12 grand that we're supposed to buy jerseys. I love that you're so on the embezzling. It's a sensitive topic. <laughs> Wait, what, is, what embezzlement? You've been embezzled? No, I was, I was not personally embezzled, but it is very common in my district to find that funds that were supposed to be for, you know, paying an interventionist, buying sports equipment, buying books that sometimes somehow end up buying Gucci bags and Mercedes. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Wires can get a little crossed <laughs> in, the, in the finance department, and that is a problem facing many schools. I oh would gosh. be surprised if there was a school that there wasn't embezzlement going on. Embezzlement aside, you did see an increase of gaslighting? Yeah, they just came in as this unit. It was immediate. There was a crime that took place at a football camp. There were kids that were sentenced to jail time from the events at this camp, and this all happened at the same time. So they come in, this happens at this football camp. The school took a very clear stance on where they stood regarding that event at the camp. And then that is also, on a personal level, when I was pursuing a restraining order. Like, this all happened the in the same, same the same time. So they are battling this very public thing, and then behind the scenes is little me, like, scared for my mm-hmm. fucking life and for my children's lives. It was just this horrible, horrible storm, and I can now see I would have never felt safe there. I never felt safe there. Why would I feel safe there? And how the hell, I guess my counselor would say, like, I don't know how you made it an additional, I think it was three or four years past that. I think I thought maybe I could outlast them. I don't know, but I couldn't and I didn't, so. I mean, who would who would want to? Yeah. It wasn't some masterminded plan. Like, evidence was brought to me that was fucking terrifying. I went to administration. I was told to go to the police. I went to the police. I now know that they told me to go to the police as like a, oh, why don't you take that to the police? I went to the police and the police were like, holy shit, you need a restraining order. It hadn't even crossed my mind. And I was with my husband and we're in the police station. We had gotten a sitter for our kids. I mean, I felt like somebody was drowning me, like just pulling me down. I mean, it was like really one of those moments where you're moving, but like other people are moving you. The police officer is like, since it's Saturday, you won't be able to be seen by a judge until Monday, but on Monday you go. And of course, what do we do as teachers? I'm like, I don't know if I can go on Monday. I have to get a sub and it's such a you're pain like, in I have ass. to teach Shakespeare. I have to make sub plans. Damn, it's our Shakespeare day. <laughs> it was probably an Edgar Allan Poe plan. You wanted to be there then. I understand. Oh, he and I. Like this, baby. I was like, can you please haunt me? Like just (laughs) come into my body, Edgar. Um, Yeah. So then I went to the court. Like I went by myself to the court, sat in the hallway. And then I was seen that day, like sworn in. I gave what I had just told the administration when I had told police and then I left with this temporary restraining order and she's like because it's juvenile court you have to come back because juveniles have to be handed restraining orders in court adults do not and I was just like 
oh, I mean, I never wanted to see this person again in my entire life. And I was like, so you have to be in court and they have to come to court together. Mm-hmm. Yes. With a parent. It's a flawed system. Because of juvenile. Still, the way that the court system just insists on re-victimizing people. I know. Like the way that our system is literally just like, oh, you had a bad experience? Maybe we could give you a similar one. <laughs> so, do you guys want to hang out again? Here's the best part. I actually had to go to court with this person twice. I had to have a lawyer, by the way. I had to have a lawyer. I'm sure that was very affordable and that you're district was thrilled to give you the money for it. What money? Exactly. <laughs> they said, um, maybe try a GoFundMe. Maybe do a Donors Choose project. We were not allowed in my district to do Donors Choose. Side I note. knew that was gonna what you were gonna say. I knew it. And we were not allowed to do Teachers Pay Teachers. Oh, Fuck that up. is a fucking bullshit. No Teachers Pay Teachers? Yeah. As sellers or buyers or both? Sellers. Oh, you could be buyers? My friend works at a school where you can't even be a buyer. She said they don't really notice if you do it, though. Of course, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they won't recognize it if it hit them in mm-hmm. the face. So anyway, and then that student was still in the building with me. And then, of course, so was his younger brother. And it was... It was rough. I'm so sorry. That's and you stayed there for a few years after that too. Yeah, because it all happened when they started, and then I think I taught three years under them and left. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, obviously, not at that school, but there's nothing that would make you go back to teaching, and you're happy with your choice now. You're not even going to ask that question. I mean, what are you doing now? So I am an educator at a zoo. It's a very non-traditional job, but I do get the classroom fix. I don't grade, but a lot of the programs I work on are grant programs. Programs, so they really need educators um, to write lessons that adhere because you're trying to please the people who are giving the money. And then the great thing is, is when I write my lessons, I write our animals into the lessons and then they travel with me and go to the schools. It's this little slice of a dream job. That is so yeah. fun. How do you find a job like that? Yeah, it's on Craigslist or? Did you know a guy? Like So I was on Tinder. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you know Lizard um, Mike too? Reptile people, man. Which actually now that I I'm working with reptiles. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to tell every snake guy that they're kind of right. Oh, they are cool. That's where you lose me. I'm I not- was talking <laughs> to my friend today. Her child is deathly afraid of reptiles. And I was like, listen, we were never meant to cohabitate with reptiles. She has a very strong instinctual, she's a survival instinct. Here's the crazy thing is like, I have to really fight to think of like all the kids that I'm going to be talking to because I'm telling you what, I don't get the draw of a turtle. I bring a freaking turtle and the kids are like, turtle! Like every time, I love a turtle. I'm telling you, I don't know a classroom where a turtle hasn't like blown. I was taken to a turtle pond in Beverly Hills by a dude for a date once. He read me like a book. He was like, you're going to love this. Oh, my God. And it was literally a pond behind a bank that just had a bunch of turtles. Actually, my ex-boyfriend did that, too. Two men have taken me to turtle ponds. Were they the same turtle pond or no? No, they were different, but they were both in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills sign has a turtle pond, but the other boy took me to a small, more secluded turtle pond. A more private turtle pond, yeah. if you will, for a more intimate experience. I love what they do. <laughs> I wish I had known I would have brought one of the turtles. We would have gotten we nothing We have Pandora, done. Shelly, and Jade. Oh my god, what cute names. Yeah, how did you find this job? I think I manifested this job. I remember going to the zoo with my daughter when she was a baby, and I would just see people that worked there, and I was like, why can't I teach here? I would say that to him all the time. I'm like, wow. I want to teach here. And he's like, well, the job doesn't exist. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, this is the one good thing that came out. Well, there's a lot of good things that came out of it, but at this very low time, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you have, what you will find are the people that move toward you during those times and like just how great those people are. I had this colleague, she just reached out and she's like, Jessica, like this is your time to do anything. Like, what do you want to do? And I went on two different sites and they both were hiring these positions. Whoa. Spooky. I just got a shiver. Well, you know what's even weirder? Don't judge me for this, but the death that like rocked me and my family was our dog. Mm -hmm. Like it just mm -hmm. fucking, it killed us. It still does. It's, oh my God, it fucking wrecked our family. On her, what would have been her 16th birthday, I get an interview <gasps> request. Oh Stop. my gosh. Yeah, I know. I was debating between like which two of the zoos and I applied for both. And then as soon as I got this interview request on her birthday, I was like, I hear you. Yeah. I got it. You know, she died in January and I left. I actually, what is today? I left March, March 13th was my last day. <gasps> oh my gosh. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. To me. You've made it a full trip around the <laughs> sun. Yeah. Oh my I goodness. Have. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it really does feel like I have always been taking steps to get here. I don't know. It's very mm, bizarre. It's beautiful. I like your turtle teacher job. Don't forget about the and crow. The crow. Never of course forget the crow. about the crow. And you get to take them with you and go to the school. Oh my God. And like, they go with. Does me. the crow go to the schools? Jinx can only do on grounds programs because he won't wear dresses, which dresses are attached to the feet. He won't wear his dresses. He just rips them off. So because he won't wear them, we really can't take him out. He can be on your hand, but he can also just fly Honestly, away. I'd rather stay at my house too. I get He's it. He's valid for Probably that. Probably has a whole setup there. You picked like the fucking Olympics day of school is now your every day. Like the day where the kids are having the most fucking fun. It's like said. good vibes yes. only. Lizard Mike is here. Yes. That's your every day now. You picked the best part of like being a teacher and you were like I'll take every day of that. I say this all the time. Like I remember the people coming into my school and I was like. Take me with you. I could give one speech and knock their socks off but I have to give 180 fucking speeches and they're not listening now i'm like who wants to see a snake <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, like, when you go on a field trip you're counting to 27 like every 30 seconds because you're so fucking scared you're gonna lose one if i could put high schoolers on those little backpack leashes i would oh absolutely i bet no high schoolers would like somehow like i said do crime like you 100%. would be like oh you're on a bus to another city that checks out when i took the kids to the great gatsby i don't even know again the universe just gifted me this we had so many goddamn buses leaving the fucking mall i see these two girls get off the bus and run in the mall and i'm like what the hell so we stop the bus they're not on my bus and i was like i turn around and i'm like everyone stay on this bus or you know whatever and i run in and then i find the girls in the mall and i go uh what are we doing they're like we want to go shopping You're like, what the fuck do you think and this I'm like, is we're get on the fucking bus I have a vivid memory of sprinting through Times Square on a school trip because I wanted to go shopping and I had like 15 minutes to do so. Of course, we didn't buy anything, but I was like, I need to get to the Juicy Couture store. This is why I don't do field trips. You're like, you've been here twice this week already. Like, let's get in the fucking bus. I'm going to blow your minds. For, I think, four years, I took seniors to Washington, D.C. for three nights. Oh, I, and overnight, I'm 
terrified. You'd have to pay me $100,000 to take kids on an overnight trip anywhere. Well, this is what happened. I was 22, 23, 24. And I was like, okay. You know, I was also coaching. You're deep. It was before like everyone had cell phones and my freaking like hotel room phone rang oh, no, in the no. middle of the night. I'm like, this know. cannot be good. So I immediately know. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Oh, can you come to our room? No. No, No, I can't. No, so and so sick. Number one, I'm sure you're drunk. Do I look like a doctor? And I was like, I will go to the room. And that is it. (laughs) So like, I walked to the room and I stood at the door and I was like, do you guys have any Sprite? I don't know because I'm like three years older than you and I still grow up and don't know what to do. (laughs) You were like, I call my mom. So do you guys want to call her? We can see what she has to say. (laughs) Mom, one of my students is throwing up. What should I do? That's what I would have done. Here, talk to my mom. I would have opened like chat GTP and been like teenager drunk throwing up. Oh my God, that's got to be ruining high school classrooms and middle school classrooms, I was right? thinking about that after we talked about it two episodes ago. I was like, are they writing essays with it? I bet they're writing essays so with I it. So I saw there's an English teacher I follow on Twitter. She was talking about that a kid turned it in and she said she's gotten a couple of them turned in and she said that she can usually tell when it's written by chat GTP. Jessica Kirkland, highly recommend her Twitter. She is funny and talks about teaching high school English, but she said the chat GTP essays at least in her experience so far, have been pretty obvious. Okay. I'm just glad I'm not there to figure that out. Yeah. I wouldn't want to deal with that either. Is it GTP or GPT? Who cares? Tomato, tomato. What do those letters even mean? They don't mean anything. But I think that it's so cool because I remember taking my kids to your field trip and I didn't have to count to 27 once because they all were sitting there looking at the animals, participating. I'm like, oh, where's this? I put on a damn good show for you you every day. And you you don't give me... Half of this hoopla that you're given the, the, what the fuck, the armadillo. But, you know, I respect it because I'm also sitting there like, But you know what? I always try to give shout outs to the teachers because God knows. You got I have you're to... a celebrity in that classroom. Yes, I know. You deserve know. that. You've had a lot. You've gone through a lot of shit. Now you get to be the celebrity. And those are the people we want in those positions of power. Exactly. I don't think I have any power, but thank you. Over the kids, you do. Over the crow. Well, not the crow because it takes its own shoes off. Over the turtle. I think you're definitely. <laughs> shackles in a shoe, I think. They're they're like a leather leash. I do like the idea of him like crossing his legs and like untying a shoe. Do you have any other words of wisdom for the teachers still out there? The teachers that have left are thinking about leaving? Honest to God, it's cliche, but just like keep an eye on yourself. At any moment, your school administration will throw you under the bus. Mm -hmm. Like at any moment. It does not matter if you're a saint. They will do it. And that's the thing. Like I had a lot of success my students loved me. I loved them. I wasn't going anywhere. And they it didn't matter. They still came after me and just made my life a living hell. And I'm pretty I'm pretty tough. So like I do feel like if they could do it to me, they could do it to anyone. And I think there's freedom in knowing that. There's freedom in knowing you're not as tied down as you might think. But all, I mean, I guess there's also fear in that too of like at any moment, these people will take care of themselves and themselves only. So therefore, you watch out for you or your group. You watch out for each other and I think you do need to have like people
people who will have your back or at the very least have support at home. That is really good advice. Mm-hmm. Keeping an eye on yourself is so much easier said than done. Having other people to check you can really help too. Yeah, not just hopping in the bubble bath. Then you're just wet and sad. Wet and sad. Wine drunk, maybe. Thank you so uh, much for hanging out with us. This was yes, fabulous. Yes, thank you for coming on here. You're a frick- you're the zoo lady that comes to the school. That's like the definition of awesome. Those two years pre-recession, education had it unlocked. Oh, six to oh eight, baby. Those, those are the golden <laughs> years. Oh, man. Thank you for joining us in Teacher Quit Talk. We hope everyone on your way to work right now, if you want to quit, go for it. Maybe one day you could also be the person that brings the reptiles to the school. Nothing matters. <laughs> If you liked this episode, give it a little little loving on the internet. If there's a thumbs up, click it. If there's not one. And if you like us so much, we also have a Patreon that for $4, you can get all manner of things. Like If you want to see hours of footage of Fraz and I drinking chilies and margaritas in the middle of the day and recording a podcast at 11.30 a.m. Not 11.30 a.m. It's 7 in the morning when I do that shit. Anyways, we love you so much. Kisses. Live, laugh, love. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone. (laughs)